So, Freaks, it's Marty here to introduce this episode of Tales from the Crypt. Last Friday, Matt and I sat down with good friend Rodolfo Novak from CoinKite, ColdGuard, OpenDime, all the dope hardware projects. And we pump a lot here on this podcast. Uh, we sat down and just had a three-hour conversation shooting the shit. Uh, it was a really good time. Uh, the conversation meandered from coronavirus to the need for masks and why they're helpful, the difference between vapor and droplets, to uh, freedom, why why people tend to scream for more gov- government overreach during times of crisis. And, of course, we touched on uh, what Rodolfo's building at Coldcard. Uh, we specifically talked about the um, the the uh, 9-volt battery-powered uh, outlet, which is pretty cool. Uh, this episode of Tales from the Crypt is brought to you by our good friends from the Cash App. You freaks already know all about them. They're helping us stack sats. Sorry for the screaming baby. You're just going to have to put up with it. His mother's out on, on shopping duty, and, and I'm here alone. Uh, yeah, so you can stack sats on the Cash App if you can put up with the crying baby. Uh, maybe, the, maybe the baby is the reason that you're stacking sats. You're thinking long-term. You're thinking low time preference. You're thinking about their future. Lower your time preference, stack sats. The Cash App is letting you do that. On top of that, they're allowing you to stack stonks if you want to. Stacking slivers of stonks actually. So if your favorite stock is too expensive, even after these recent market crashes, you can buy as little as $1. Cash App Investing is a subsidiary of Square and member SIPC. And remember, there's no four to five day waiting periods to start investing uh, because your your Cash App is connected directly to your bank account. So you can start investing today. As always, use the code StackingSats when you sign up for the Cash App. You're going to get $10 and $10 is going to go to our good friends at Owls Lacrosse. That's Owls Lacrosse. Use the code caching, caching stacks. Stacking sats, one word. Download the Cash App today. Enjoy this episode, Freaks. Okay. You've had a dynamic where money's become freer than free. If you talk about a Fed just gone nuts, all, all the central banks going nuts. So it's all acting like safe haven. I believe that in a world where central bankers are tripping over themselves to devalue their currency, Bitcoin wins. In the world of fiat currencies, Bitcoin is the victor. I mean, that's part of the bull case for Bitcoin. If you're not paying attention, you probably should be. What is up, freaks? Welcome back to Tales from the Crypt. We got our uh, our first group episode in quite a while. Uh, our guest, as always, has us up early in the morning to come speak about uh, about Bitcoin and, and hardware. Uh, I'm sitting down with Matt O'Dell and Rodolfo Novak. What's up, gentlemen? Morning. <laughs> Rise and shine. Rise and shine, baby. Adolfo's got some some heavy duty hardware over there, some protective hardware. It's uh, it's all uh, it's uh, it's for collecting. It's for collection and hunting only. It's PPE. That's right. It's PPE. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so what does PPE stand for? Personal protective equipment. Yes. Yeah. We were just talking about how. Uh, the media's grasped onto that acronym and, and run with it. It's all over the place. I, I had no idea what it meant until 30 seconds ago. It's very triggering to anybody who actually uses it. We just call it masks and gloves. <laughs> <laughs> we, 
Well, you were giving Matt some glove advice. What kind of gloves should be should we be wearing? Not latex, but what's the other kind? Nitrile. Yeah. So I mean, in, in general, right? I mean, for for all this crap, just buy stuff you're gonna use it anyways, right? Don't go buy weird like medical stuff. Buy like like a shop, like nitrile gloves, because then it's good for cleaning guns without getting your hands messed up with the chemicals. You know, like it's a it's it's just good to have it around. Uh, yeah, and then the masks get P100 so that you can use them for painting and shooting at the range without breathing lead. So how prepared were you for this from an equipment, from a per, per, personal protective equipment perspective? I mean, let's just say that most, have not, not much has changed in my life. <laughs> I mean, the preppers are really, uh, really having their day right now. And preppers is a yeah, derogatory well, term. The people who are prepared. Nah, I think I. I mean, I'm not a like a prepper, prepper, right? But like, I am prepper sympathetic, um, a sympathizer. Um, the that crowd, uh, they. I. I think if I remember like correctly, like the the way the way that their sort of like uh, mentality works, like when shit starts get like you know interesting, they 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 go in hiding, like they go they. They sort of fade away because they don't want their resources to be taken by their like you know neighbors and shit like that so like preppers really sort of like don't advertise that they have the resources it's part of the uh, it's part of how the, the protection works that's a good point yeah imagine yeah. prepping for years and then you're just talking about it and then your neighbor comes by is like all right that's mine now. yeah like imagine you know all this like like uh, hospital, like managers and all this stuff, like not having all the gear around because, you know, sheer ignorance. It's uh, it's amazing to me, man. Even Facebook, you know, probably hired a dude that handles, you know, preparedness for like corporation. And they had like, a, you know, a basement full of like masks because it's like basics, right? Yeah, that was actually uh <clears throat> very happy to see that my father-in-law has mask here at uh at our quarantine house um showed up didn't even have to go buy some they're already here yeah for those who are not seeing like matt uh marty has like he's got like uh like tyvek covering all the walls and windows <laughs> and he's wearing like a gown right now yeah i've uh taken all the precautions no it is yeah, uh but that's yeah, but that's only for him to do like diaper changes. Yes, yes. It's not related to the actual virus. Yeah, when you have a when you have a boy, you find out that that they'll just pee at any time and it goes all over the place. It's uh <laughs> you got to you got to be quick to put the the wipe on the wiener before it starts spraying you. This is uh this is a dad tip out there for from a dad that's <laughs> that's, that's a month in. <laughs> <laughs> that's a, that's always a good one. Yeah, at least yeah. you're not duct taping the diapers yet. No, not yet. But there is a lot of fluids. A lot more fluids than I was ever expecting. From every every direction. Matt, you'll be there one day. I'm uh, I'm very jealous. Uh, you know, buddy, I mean, it's it's easy. Just get it done. Got well, nothing your... else to do in the quarantine. <laughs> That's what we were discussing. Nothing else so. to do. I think I think this quarantine is going to bring people closer together. I don't know the fear 
I don't know if it's inducing stress or people to uh, get closer together. We've been, I feel like we've been getting closer uh, in my quarantine house. I don't know. I don't know about you guys. Are you guys getting antsy at all? I've, I've been good. It's like, you know, it's, well, I mean, you know, I work from home anyway. So like, you know, not a lot has changed, <laughs> but, uh, you know, like, you know, wife working from home now too, you know, the baby and, you know, we're sort of like rotating here and it's, uh, it's been good. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to spend like this much time with the family. I mean, I'm great by me, but I just think the point I was trying to make is I just think the people in the tiny little apartments in the cities, like that's going to put so much stress on those relationships. I mean, the good relationships will be yeah. stronger afterwards. Right. But. No, yeah, yeah imagine, I think uh, the, go ahead, Rodolfo. the, yeah, the, how do you call it? The, um, you draw the line at studio apartments, yeah. right? Like you have to have a secondary room that is not just the washroom. So you can get some alone time, right? Or at least go for a walk or something, right? Because like, dude, if you only have one room and like you're a young couple, oh, fuck. <laughs> That uh, that was me and my wife. <clears throat> Our we live in a studio in New York. It's seven hundred and fifty square foot. I can't imagine being there. There you go. Uh, not able to leave for the last two weeks. We were getting antsy enough. Like we we've already been basically quarantined with the baby just because he's not allowed to mingle and be near bacteria. So we were actually going antsy before we had to get out of dodge right. for the virus. But, you know, like in Japan, it's like that's like pretty much like all couples, right? It's like 300, 400 square foot like apartment with like baby. Uh, well, maybe that's why they're not having any babies anymore. <laughs> not getting married. That's why, that's why nobody's getting married, right? There's no room. Yeah. yeah. I think their birth rates are like 0.8 right now. It's pretty pretty low. They sell more, yeah. They sell more adult diapers than they sell baby diapers there. That is true. That is insane. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's the uh, the world we live in. You got fiat money. You're not able to save. You know, the money stress is a big stress. Compound that with very small apartment stress. I can't imagine. Um, yeah, it's. Uh, well, I mean, also culturally, we're just not like adapted to that, right? I mean, at least in Japan, they, you know, they've been using like paper walls for like ever. Yeah. So, like, you know, culturally, they have the right sort of, you know, mannerisms and ways of like handling each other in tight spaces. Like we, we're just like, you know, we sneeze in public. You know what I mean? It's like we, we cling our noses in a restaurant. Right? I mean, like you're in Japan and you're like, you like you you have some soup and then you want to blow your nose on a piece of paper, right? It's not even snot or anything, right? And it's like you see the faces, man. It's like you just like murdered a baby on the counter. <laughs> that has that's actually been one of my or one of the most interesting charts throughout this whole virus thing is the uh, the growth of the cases, uh, and then pointing out which countries have. Uh, normalization of mask wearing like japan south korea singapore uh yeah all basically were able to crush it because they all wear masks already do you think it's going to yeah, become it, it, more normal over here i mean i hope so it's hard to tell still right i mean i was trying to convince my my wife to wear a mask um like for just like 
to to go to the park uh and then sort of like just because on the street right like the way this stuff spreads it's like it's actually quite far um and any mask will do for this crap right i mean of course better masks better protection but like so but but the social stigma right in like like especially like british ex british sort of colonies or british culture right i mean americans have a lot of that too it's like covering the face is like it's a massive social thing we we just can't handle it right <laughs> it's, it's it's like people look at you like whoa uh you know i i don't give a fuck i just wear it and that's it so uh, I, I think that you know the more it's kind of like buying bitcoin too right it's like the, the more people out there doing it everybody joins right so do your duty wear it um we can move on from this i'm kind of annoyed of the argument between the two sort of sides of, of this thing it's like when it's like the overreaction people the other one is like the 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 nothing is going on people it's like jesus man it's like cheap insurance you know it's like you buy some crap for your house and you wear some ppe as the media puts it and uh, we move on of our lives well it's yeah. like the you know <laughs> the the articles that get the clicks are either the extreme fear or like the extreme reassuring and really the reality is like somewhere right in the middle but we've noticed the same exact yeah. i've noticed the same exact thing with the mask stigma down here which is the it's the weirdest thing you know people are like fine with the full economic shutdown they're fine with like quarantine at home yeah. They're fine with like increased surveillance, but God forbid they wear a mask out in public. And <laughs> not the yeah. masks. And sir. then we have our government. We have our government telling people that masks don't help, but like standing six feet apart does, which is like the most ridiculous. It's it's uh it's 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 like negligent bearing criminal, you know, like. And I hear like health officials, doctors, the specialists, right? It's like complete utter nonsense on like how they describe this stuff. It, it it's just amazing. Like and none of this shit is new. Like I, I mean, you wouldn't be able to get like like a hospital, a, like a like a dock, like a loading dock. None of the stuff insured if 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 masks and gloves didn't work, right? Hazardous hazardous work needs insurance. Right. And insurance actuaries work based on actual numbers on accidents. Right. So, you know, they calculate their stuff based on protection equipment and the liabilities on that. So it's like it's not a matter of like who's saying the truth or not. It's like there is actual like market like pricing in of this stuff. Oh, wait, sorry. I don't want to be rude. Nothing is priced in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. No, it is crazy. It is no, it is socially jarring for somebody who's never had to wear a mask up until this point. It's like ah, and where I am right now, if I like, luckily I'm in a town where there's basically nobody here because it's a it's a summer vacation town. Um, it uh, like when we go to walk on the beach, if I were to like wear a mask down there, like the one person I saw would probably be like, "What the hell are you doing? Take that off." Yeah, I mean, you know, like. I find that like some places it's uh, it's just, you know, like now it doesn't matter anymore. Now, every like if you go inside a supermarket, like you, you see enough, you see enough people wearing now in Toronto that you still look like a weirdo, but at least like you look like an your average weirdo now. Uh, but like, 
you know, some areas, you know, wear a pollution mask is better than nothing. Fuck, even a scarf helps because it's droplet, right? So original government, like, uh, advice on this was based on airborne, right? So like, uh, it, it's, uh, it's more like a, like a loose particulate in the air. So that, that kind of contaminant, you need the proper seal, right? And you need the appropriate because you, you just travel around kind of like a, not like a, almost like a gas, right? It's like in between a gas and a big thing. Um, but, you know, since this thing is in a droplet, droplet is much bigger and it doesn't really like fly around as much in the same way. So, you know, like anything helps because anything is going to bump against a, a, a drop of sort of like water in the air, right? Uh, and, and, and we only know this for about 112 years, sorry, 102 years. Um, it's kind of funny how the, you know, the influenza lessons, the Spanish flu didn't really sort of sink into media yet. There's just a few books about it. Uh, not a lot of writing on it. Uh, well, it's, oh man, it's just so aggravating. Yeah. No, not the media parts aggravating. Matt and I, like Matt alluded to earlier, we we had this discussion after we recorded last night. Like, it's somewhere. There's like a lot of nuance, and the media just drives it to each, each end of the polarization. It's like fuck. Well, that's how you got the clicks, right? Click, click, click. But aren't they supposed to inform and report? Yeah, yeah. They've been informing since ever, right? There is yeah. there is nothing like the the media around the Spanish influenza too. It's kind of amazing how like. You read some of those books that that tell that storyline is exactly the same. It's like people learn nothing, <laughs> the literal same way. First, you minimize it; it's just a flu. No joke. The just a flu came from then. Like Holy they shit. were like states, yeah. Like in the world, like there were places in the world say, "Oh no, it's just another flu." And, and then, and then, like the only reason why Spain like the the name spanish flu came from is because spain was the only country that was not part like they don't take sides yet on world war one um so like they were the only country like re uh, uh um how do you call it like uh, uh reporting uh um publicly about the cases right so it looked like people were only dying in spain so it became known as the spanish flu <laughs> and the uh the, the people engaged in war just didn't want to report it isn't that how it, it spread like because it went away during the summer and then it, it started spreading again in the in the winter and didn't it spread because the u.s troops were, were traveling throughout europe and back home yeah so one of the main theories they don't know exactly where it came from right like there is no i think final answer on that but but the the actual spread spread came from american troops being deployed and because it was cold the the american troops would huddle around the fire and they would breathe each other's droplets and uh, without PPE, and <laughs> and we all get sick, and then spread to more people, especially the the professional working ladies near the bases, uh, and uh, and then uh, and then you know how nobody in the towns uses the brothels, right? And then it would also spread there that way too. Um, yeah, I know it was uh, it's pretty devastating. Um, it's uh it's it's quite amazing how like the the playbook is not it's not different i mean politicians minimizing it and then war bonds 
and then or parade for bonds and and then you know people want to still do it because they need the money ah it's, it's all the same well we don't need war bonds uh, anymore because now we can just print our money yeah Ooh, but Federal what about a platinum coin i want a platinum coin you just need it for novelty at this point yeah why, why even print a platinum coin if the fed has infinite cash why does any of this matter anymore it's amazing isn't it like how that dude just goes and the boogie eyes right like infinite money we can print <laughs> infinite money <laughs> the fed has infinite money and it's like business as usual is is this the weirdest time ever to be alive with everything that's going on it it it, it truly is remarkable isn't it like it's uh it's just it's just so cool and sad at the same time. Yeah. You know, the average person is going to get racked, right? I mean, it's just it just is. Right. It's uh, no, it's fucking scary. That's what I. Do you see civil unrest coming? Either of you two? Ah, uh, not here. I don't. Yeah, I mean, Canada. I don't think so. You guys you, are lucky. Everybody's nice gonna, up there. You think we're going to have civil unrest in America as a result of this? Uh, it's hard to tell, right? Because it's a little too early. Um, again, right? Like, that's the problem. Right? Humans cannot see uh, exponential growth, period. It's just we can't. We can count to 10 bananas because we have 10 fingers, but we can't see exponential growth. So whenever it feels like it's too early, that's the right time to do stuff. Because then it's too late immediately, right? Right after. So, um, I mean, there's already police stations in the U.S. Uh, saying that they're not going to deal with petty crime or home invasions and things like that. Um, it, it's uh, w- what's tricky about this, the like civil stuff, is um, so mixed income uh, areas. Uh, are going to see like the, a lot of interesting, uh, we, we could see a lot of interesting unrest because, you, you know, that's where you have stuff to get from somebody else, right? And that's where you already have some professional bad guys. Um, the, it's, it's hard to imagine places where it's a little bit more even or a little bit less dense to have that, right? Because to a certain extent, everybody, you know, knows somebody you know what I mean? Or at least like, you know, the person is in kind of same situation, at least for now. Um, don't know, man. You guys just passed China, man. You, the flipping between US and China for cases really happened. Not that the China numbers were correct at all, right? But uh, still, though, it's uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, and New York's getting murked. And like you said, I'm happy I left early and prepped early. Luckily. You do not want to be land, yeah, landlocked. With like 1.5 million people, way more than that. Uh, 11, yeah. 11.5 million people. No, no, Manhattan, right? It's it's 1.5. No, Manhattan's like no. I think like six. Oh, holy crap! Yeah, definitely don't want to be there. I uh, maybe in Yonkers. Yeah, the and the NYPD wasn't wearing masks for a while. They just started, so that's that's not too that's not too great. But, uh, yeah, I man, I still remember going. Yeah. The testing has, you know, we do have, we, I, do we have the most cases in the world now? 
But the testing has been good. They've been doing a lot of testing. So, I mean, as you said, the Chinese numbers are, are obviously manipulated. And, uh, you know, maybe the reason we have so many cases is because we're, we're testing better than a lot of other Western countries, at least. Well, I mean, Canada, I know one of the guys who works in the, in the, the, how do you call that? Like the, the logistics group for Toronto in the COVID response by the hospital system here. And the guy was telling me like, this was a couple of weeks ago. I don't know now. No, this was a week ago. He was saying that they could only test a hundred a day and the government was approving 140 a day for his, for his like response team and stuff. You know, Toronto is, it's like third biggest city in North America. There's 6 million people here. And, you know, like these guys were not able to test. I mean, so like the numbers, of course, are small. And then there is all the asymptomatic people too. It, it, I don't think people appreciate how impossible the situation is. It's like the, the literal only thing we can do is not get infected and not infect other people. Right. I mean, we can all argue to death, like how bad this stuff is, how not bad this stuff is and the economical impact and stuff. But like the only decent thing you can do as a human right now is just not get sick and not get other people sick, no matter what, like how severe this stuff is. And we, we can hash out the stuff after. But, you know, uh, people are going to factories here. We, 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 we economy is still sort of going a lot of people getting fired and stuff. A lot of employers using it as an excuse to fire people too. Um, especially because the, the feds removed the weight for employment insurance. Now it's immediate. So like, you know, it's the conversation is like, Hey buddy, you know, we don't know how it's going to be after this economical shit show. So like, uh, bye bye. We need to save some money. No, it is. No. And again, I've been saying this for months now. It feels like I'm still very confused about everything that's going on, but I and acting responsible and self-isolating and staying in and getting food delivered and all that shit. Just to err on the side of caution, right? I mean, you know, some people can't, right? Like, I mean, I was talking to my father, right? And in Brazil, like, you know, people were like, people first was like, as usual, Brazilians, right? Like, it's like one, the, the one day is like, eh, whatever, right? The literal next day, everybody's freaking out, right? And then the third day, everybody's like, fuck. If I don't go to work, I can't eat. And so, like, people are freaking out in Brazil because, like, you know, in Brazil, like, there really is no way of saving, right? Like, I mean, people are screwed. There is no credit the way that there is here. And and the, the banks are very healthy there because the banks make so much money out of the population there, uh, ironically. And uh, uh, so, but, you know, like, over there just in like traffic accidents and like basic like like deaths for whatever like brazil has like you know civil war numbers on a good day right of like deaths so like you know for their perspective right like this stuff is not as much of a big deal it, it really their reality is already completely different right but for us here i mean this this could be a big deal right so you know why why not uh why not uh, handle this with a little bit more care and it's like you know if you can work from home right like i mean if you really can't you can't right like it's going to be different for different people but like you know listen don't listen to the politicians always do the opposite yeah 
Well, the, politi- the politicians obviously don't know what's going. Did you see Boris Johnson's got it? He's positive now. <laughs> the uh, one of the the royals also have it. Well, Boris was shaking hands of- with with Corona patients. That's right. Trudeau's wife got it. Tom Hanks yeah. has it. He's got it. How does your wife get it and you don't get it? Like I feel like I don't know. For politicians, it's easy, right? Those people are never together. Don't you watch TV shows? Intrigues. What's going on with Trudeau? Is he, uh, do you like him as a president? Oh, God, man. That dude is insufferable. 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 Like, it's... Uh, He's so woke, though. It's it's not... Like, the guy is woke, totalitarian, leaning, and and very socialist. As long as, you know, nobody touches his trust fund that's not in Canada, right? Like, it's ridiculous, right? Like, the guy comes from an extremely wealthy family that's been around forever. You know, only worked because, you know, like, oh, I need something to do. I'm going to be a drama teacher. Um, and... Uh, yeah, the guy's response to this has been a disaster. Essentially, 90% of the cases in Canada come from like imported, right? So airports. And they were not checking anybody at airports. They were not, people were not self-quarantining after the airports. They were not even screening people at airports. Uh, it, it's, <laughs> and we have like, you know, like three international airports, four maybe. It, it, it's not exactly hard to put a bus at the airport and just take people home. Right, uh, yeah. No, no same and, was going uh, on here. Yeah, yeah, but we're a big ass country. I just hope they don't raise taxes. Yeah, that's I just true. hope they don't raise taxes here. That's all. That's all I care. Is that on the table right now? Well, they try to do a power, a power grab here. They have a minority government. Uh, so essentially, what it means is that uh, the party in power doesn't have enough votes to pass stuff. Right, so they need either of the two parties to join them, or the other main party, right, to vote with them. Those those morons didn't realize they have a minority, and they tried to pass this insane bill that gives them absolute power for two years, for like to tax without parliament approval and do all kinds of crap, and they just kind of like forgot that they can't get it through or something. They are so bad, man. They're so bad. Um, but they're just mediocre enough that we're going to keep on voting them in, probably. Yeah. I, I don't know. I think we might be at like an inflection point where people are like, oh my God, how can all these governments be so fucking incompetent? Like, why do we need them? Why do we pay taxes if they're going to just print the money? I don't know, man. There is, there's zero responsibility, zero personal responsibility in the world. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't have any hopes on that. Reality is, you know, most people don't want to deal with problems. So, like, they don't want to save. Fuck. It's infuriating, right? Like, you know, like, a country like Canada, U.S. situation is a little bit trickier, but in Canada, I mean, you know, like, majority of the population, great majority of the population has, like, enough income to be able to save, right? But buying that latest iPhone and that big TV and, you know, like, and eating out and stuff, it's more important than saving. Uh, so like you know people don't have like two months worth of of cash to survive you know what i mean like i was amazed that like 
you know, the world is going to end because people don't go to work for a week. It's insane. Right. You know, I get it, right? Like some places like Brazil, dude, it's like people don't have the money to live right now with a job, right? It's it's completely different situation, right? Like personal responsibility is a little trickier there, right? But places that are like a little bit more economically evolved, like, come on. Right. It's uh, but nobody wants to talk about that. Right. You never get you elected. You, you know, nobody wants to be that asshole that goes on TV and says you should save more and not spend your money. I mean, we the see, economy depends on people not saving. We see that hurdle all the time with Bitcoiners, with, with Bitcoin, like newcomers coming into Bitcoin, because like our whole world has been just stripped of any kind of personal responsibility. And in Bitcoin, you need to have a shit ton of personal responsibility. So like for a lot of people, that's like ridiculous to get over their head to, to, to realize that, you know, they're responsible for their own shit. Yeah. I don't know, man. It, it, yeah, it's just, it's, uh, you know, I was an immigrant, you know, like I didn't have money, you know, you, you just like you save and you build your thing and, you know, and you work and then, you know, you, you build a life, right? It's like, you know, some people are going to have like bigger issues that are inherent to them, you know, that be, you know, like just capacity of working or physical capabilities, whatever it is, like people are not equal that way. Um, you know, I don't have perfect answer on how to deal with like that, but but that's not the majority. We can't we can't design a world to the lowest common denominator, right? Like, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's like it's it's time to to wake up and and if we keep on, I mean, you know, if we keep on printing six trillion dollars, uh, to to to. <laughs> To give what what is it like? It's gonna cost like twenty thousand dollars to give everybody a thousand dollars in the U.S. So yeah. like, if you keep on doing and we that, get taxed like, on that thousand, right? It's like at some point we're gonna have to pay for it. I, I don't know, man. Like these guys are good. There's a lot of very smart people like that work in this stuff, right? Like like government, like sort of like the shenanigans group, right? Like. These guys, like, I mean, they're very incompetent to some things, but like, they're not stupid, right? Like, there's very smart people there. Um, I mean, look at 2008, right? Like, those guys managed to to turn the shit around. I mean, listen, they they took it back from the people via, you know, essentially like making their money be worth less. But but they did manage to not have like civil wars. Um, but uh, well, but but eventually, like you run out of gas, right? Like to to play that game. Yeah, I, I mean, knows, man. yeah, I would argue they just kick the can down the road, and now we're down the road where the can is, and it's like, all right, do we kick this motherfucker again? Which they're trying to do, but again, you have Kashkari being like, we can, we have infinite cash. Uh, the numbers are just getting fucking huge. Six trillion. The Fed's balance sheet shot up to five point around five point five trillion already. It's uh, about a trillion over at what where it was at the height of QE the last cycle. The numbers are going to get massive. It already, wasn't it already insane? Yeah, like the, but the, like the American debt was already unpayable, anyways, right? So it's like in their minds, it's like we're just going to slip in another zero. And who cares, right? <laughs> like it's like this guy's already playing in magical world, right? Like it's like. Population doesn't have any sense of this, and and I mean, not even, like nobody can make sense of this. These numbers don't exist in the human mind. Well, they're about to put like 
the the word on the street is to just keep the economy in stasis. They're gonna have to print something like forty five trillion dollars to get their balance sheet up to that that height, nice. which is almost ten x. Get some helicopter money and buy Bitcoin. <sighs> I don't even know if I'm like eligible for the helicopter money. And that's the other yeah, fucked so up this thing. Is, yeah, this like, is what bothers me. It, it's it's like so. For example, in Germany, right? It's like they want to have a semi-socialist state there. Fine, but then they're gonna. So what they do is they essentially like almost the whole population, unless you're truly poor, right? Everybody pays essentially fifty percent income tax there, right? Like almost everybody, because you know what? You're using the services. But what pisses me off in North America is that like you know what I mean? Like you have a massive quadrant of the population that wants to buy the latest iPhone, but doesn't want to partake in paying for the services. It's like you gotta pick, man. It's like shit or get off the pot. It's like it's either socialism or not. And then this bullshit middle is where like he, the cronies make the money. Yeah. It's um I mean I hope people wake up to it this time. And I think people are. I don't think I don't think they're gonna get away with it this time. Uh I think I mean this and this is the sovereign individual thesis, right? Like we're we're transitioning into this digital age and I think everything's going to get balkanized from here on out. I don't know, man. I, I don't ever underestimate the capacity of governments of getting away with shit. It's, uh, they're fucking pros at that, man. The bureaucracy just creates more bureaucracy. It's like, dude, the biggest employer of Canada is the Canada Revenue Agency. They surpass the army. What? Like, it, it's, yeah. So, so this last, like, this last government just kept on creating, like, Look, look, it's look how brilliant and evil this is. Okay, so these guys, instead of coming up with UBI for like like big, like biggish cities that are far away, right, that don't have a lot of jobs, uh, they essentially open Canada Revenue, like our IRA, right, IRS. Uh, they open Canada Revenue offices in those in those cities, and they hired like a lot of the population. So essentially, like, these mining towns became, like, Canada Revenue agents. So it's like you make the UBI system by essentially government jobs to collect taxes. It's like, like, wow, man, that's like next level evil, man. But this stuff always hits ahead, right? It's going to get to a point where it's literally you can't get any more centralized like hey this obviously isn't fucking working yeah, well i mean you know eventually there is no more taxes to collect right because you drove all the productive people away right i mean I, you know like all the like there's so many young people i know who left canada you know they took their their btc they were you know they don't want to be like tax cheats nobody wants to like deal with the the issues of like not pay taxes and shit like that right like plus it's the criminal um so pack up and go right i mean you don't have young families you don't, you don't like you're you're like you know a young rich nomad very intelligent like bye <laughs> right like it's like i'm not gonna give you a huge chunk of my value the roads didn't make bitcoin be worth more they love the roads <laughs> it's always about the fucking roads it's always the roads, the fucking roads. But the roads didn't make Bitcoin be worth more. Get your hands off my pocket. Ah. 
Should we shift to some Bitcoin yeah, talk? Dude. Canada, to some talk? Canada yeah. has some great roads, though. Yeah, well, Ontario does. Quebec, dude, nope. You you know when you cross the border between Ontario and Quebec, it's like it's like it's like French run stuff, dude. Like, dude, French run government stuff. Like, if we have bad government, at least we have British bad government. You know what I mean? Like the French is just like a whole other level, dude. Like just ask friends this, man. It's just wow, wow. And and you know, and, and the French don't really like civil liberties either, right? So they, they actually ban the the headscarf in government offices in, in Quebec. Like that's how bad it is. Yeah. And they're Paris is having like a crazy outbreak now too, right? Yeah, they had. Oh, my wife was telling me, man, I, I can't believe on the morons. The, so they had one less hurrah before before going into quarantine. <laughs> the whole town went to to the park to celebrate together. All right. <laughs> Hope to see some of you in a month. Let's get each other sick. Lock each other in our houses. Unbelievable! Uh, Unbelievable! Oh man, I love Paris. What a great place. Being a tourist in this place is awesome. Living in that, those places, no. I, yeah, I can't imagine living there. I mean, the Airbnb I stayed in Paris when we went like a year and a half ago. Like the the water wasn't great. The, the like the space heater cooked me overnight. It was insane. Uh, but maybe I was just. It's very old infrastructure. Yeah, like the houses are very old. Like some places, like, you know, the couch is going to be as old as the apartment because they never, like, they had turnover in ownership of the apartment or rent to the apartment, but the, the sofa was never taken out because it's just too hard, too big. So it's kind of cool. There is some very old furniture in some of those places. Uh, what, um, what's going on with Cold Card? You, let's talk about the, uh, the Cold Power. I think it looks pretty fucking dope. Ooh, cold power. Yeah. So, uh, I told oh, man, I don't have a battery. Check it out. So fucking awesome. It's like tiny. So you put that on a battery and then you can plug your USB yeah, connected so, to your cold card in. So I spent like about a year looking for a double A five volt power supply, right? Like a, like a, Something I could just sort of buy and then resell or, you know, repackage or whatever, right? Um, because, like, I want dumb power. I don't want, like, a lithium battery because it's a pain in the ass to ship as well uh, to customers. Um, you know, there's the, the issues with all these power supplies. They're all using the same Chinese modules that are smart. Uh, what a lot of people don't know is that uh, there is actually data going through power as well uh, in some USB specs. Uh, so even if you cut the, the data lines, there's still uh, data going through uh, via power. And USB PD actually has like, like proper data through the power. Uh, so USB-C. Uh, and QI also has data, by the way. So if you use those uh, wireless charging devices, they have data between each other. That's how they tell each other. Uh, sort of like what kind of power to use, and then uh, uh, there is this very smart. Uh, so I couldn't, I couldn't find anything that was reasonable. Uh, I wanted to make a very tiny device so I can keep it in my pocket, kind of thing. Um, 
And uh, I didn't want the USB condoms because you could still have some shenanigans going through the power that way. Uh, like a proper power isolation is very hard. Um, so uh, I wanted something that was originally like a double A's, right? But then double A's, like it makes it much bigger. You need the you need to create sockets, and so you need to like have all the mechanics to handle it. So you'd make the product thicker, and I couldn't just ship in an envelope. So then uh, I'm like, you know, like let's use nine volt batteries. I love nine volt batteries. They are like they're like high voltage. So uh, so if you so if you're not using the full voltage, like you get a lot of amps. Uh, and they're designed to last a long time, right? They're, that's why you use them in, in smoke alarms. Um, so that means that like you can find a spare one no matter where you are. There's always a place to get a nine volt battery. Uh, and what's cool is that they use these very tiny uh, little connectors, right? And we found a supplier. They costed a little bit more money, but we found one that we could like solder right on top of the board, the connectors. So it's a it's just a two sided board. The connectors are there. It's like it's like super thin. Um, I was going to put a micro uh, uh, a mail uh, micro SD to go straight to the cold card, but then I'm like, ah, no, let's just make it standard USB A so that it can plug anything else there to charge to. Um, so in a snag, you know, you have a little emergency device. You know, you can you can even make it into a flashlight with one of those USB flashlight things, um, and have a little you know. Power device. So and, dope. And then we and then we put a little bit of our aesthetics and comedy in there, you know? It's a USB PP tin foil mode. The ultimate prepper tool. Oh, you actually <laughs> right. printed PPE on it. I love it. <laughs> That's right. We we were like, oh, we still have a little bit of room. We tried a few different things. Like, no, we need a little bit of comedy. I really <laughs> dig I dig the open board. I just, just like the open. It's nice, it's right? I, I I don't know. There's a lot of uh, I get a lot of satisfaction out of uh, out of uh, having like bare board devices that are like reasonably safe to use. Bare board. Um, yeah. Don't know if too many people get shocked or something. Not that that's really possible. Five volts, but they put their tongues on it. Maybe I'll put some epoxy on the top part to cover the parts. Yeah, that's know, my people uh, love putting their tongues on things. Yeah, that's my my uh, most well known experience with the nine volt battery is putting my tongue on it as a kid. <laughs> Every kid, man. Every kid. We've all done it. I never did never you also did that. burn? Oh, Marty, it's never too late. Sorry. Matt, it's never too late. Just go find a fire alarm in the house there and okay, do I'm it. I'm gonna Just hold you it. liable if something happens. Yeah, yeah nothing happens. Uh, you, you gotta just, yeah, get both things just, done in their quarantine. Put your tongue on a battery and uh, make a baby. <laughs> yeah, checklist. Very small checklist. Two things. Get one done in seconds, and the other takes uh, about three quarters of a year. <laughs> uh. That's right. Oh, uh, another fun thing to do with nine volt batteries. Uh, don't do this at home. Um, unless you're an expert, um, is uh, you get the steel wool and you just touch it with a 9-volt battery and you burn the steel wool. So satisfying. I never knew that one. Yeah. Uh, so the whole... It has to be the, the whole thin stuff. 
the thin battery or a thin stool? No, the thin steel wool, right? Like the because nowadays they have the modern oh, steel stuff. wool. Like big, yes, steel wool. Yeah. Don't be a racist. I have an accent. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Is your accent Brazilian or Canadian? I can't tell. Is it is both? <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah. We need to do. Uh, I need to. I, I was thinking should do like a a Zoom thing with like few people and uh, just have like chats about stuff. Maybe not even like recorded or live or anything. Just like big hangouts. A Dragons Den hangout. We should move Ooh. that to uh, to Zoom. Well, for that we have the Lizard People software. Blockstream makes a, a a Zoom competitor. It's only for dragons and small blockers. Yeah, you have to connect to their satellite secret password. That's right. Uh, yeah, man. What are your thoughts so, uh, on? Uh, I was gonna say, what are your thoughts on the state of Bitcoin right now? We just had a big downward difficulty adjustment. The halving's priced in. The world's going to shit. Is Bitcoin in a good spot? Well, you know, uh, you're never going to be able to buy Bitcoin below 7000 again. <laughs> no. <laughs> 8000 Man, it's just... Go ahead. I was going to say 8000 was HODL's, uh, American HODL's line. HODL not said 10000 we're never going to go below 10,000 the next time we go over it. I think Mark I've been saying that since like a, since it's like a thousand. <laughs> You're never going to be able to buy this below this anymore. It's like, it's just so much fun, right? I, I it, It's just, it's, it, it's so funny, right? To have this asset that does essentially like 10x every two, three years. And, and it's like, it's like, it's like people freaking out. It's like when it moves a bit a day. And then, you know, and then I'm talking with like, you know, like trader friends or like finance friends, you know, and we're discussing with stocks and things like that. And I'm like, but all this stuff is so boring, right? Like you're going to make 5%. Whoa, the market is down 5%. The world is over. It's like Bitcoin moves 5% in the like the last five minutes. And then he went another 20%. And then he went up 30, right? Like it's like a roller coaster is so much more interesting. Yeah, it remind me of the uh, the Michael the Michael Goldstein tweet. You, a Wall Street trader, patting yourself on the back for twenty percent gains in a year. Me, a long term hodler, making ten thousand percent, doing nothing, sitting on my ass for for four years. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's quite fascinating. And gold, I mean, it's just a slug. Like it's just. Man, it's like yellow lead, right? It's just like, it's this heavy thing. People are realizing very fast. You can't, you can't, there's the logistics of gold are tiny. Yep, we just lost him. He has poor internet at his, uh, at his bug out connection. He'll come back in a sec. But uh, yeah, it really, you know, it, it uh, it kind of ruined the stock market for me. I'm like, you know, it's it's uh, I, I I don't even know what what like to compare that to, but it just it ruined the stock market for me, and it also ruined 
gambling a lot because it's just it's yeah it's just like it's all small potatoes compared to to bitcoin um and the moves very tiny gains right like it's like you know if you have like if you have real money to play right in the traditional markets it's like you can make good money right but but consumer level money right so like your average retail investor dude you can't make money in the market like it's just what, what people don't realize is that like you lose you know a good five seven percent on the two sides of the trade right so when you buy you're paying a spread to your broker and you're paying fees and if you don't have fees trust me the spread is bigger right yeah so uh, so and then when you try to sell the the stocks right you're gonna pay again the fees and the spread so when you put the two together, you're often losing money. Um, you know, because it's so hard to make more than say five, seven percent as a retail investor on stocks, you know, in a in a sort of short to mid term. Um so uh so yeah, so you essentially and then losing on, yeah, money. and then on top of that. Yeah, on top of that, like the research needed to actually make good trades. It's like, huge. Retail investors don't have yeah. that time. Yeah. Uh, I, I think a timer that, that knowledge. I think the, the problem with stocks is that, uh, well, two things really. One, you know, after the, the depression, you know, the amount of regulation and bullshit that went into it ruined it because information is asymmetric. So if you're a retail investor, you have to play by the rules um, and you don't have, uh, um, you, you just don't have the, the, the insider knowledge, right, about the stuff. Um, and, uh, and, and then, uh, if you are a big player, right, you just, you have the, you have the volume to, to play, uh, into front run and everything else. So, uh, you know, so you can't play, man, as the little guy on that. Um, and then, you know, gold has paper yeah. gold, paper gold. Look at the spread right now between paper gold and, uh, physical gold is amazing. Like paper gold is so right? much lower. Like what's going? On? Well, that's uh, your fellow Canadian, Roy Sebag, has been tweeting a lot about that. Like, do you think the uh, the long rumored suppression of price via the paper markets is finally breaking mm-hmm. because no. of the virus or because people are I demanding think, physical? I think it's bullying? a mix of different sort of things. It's not like a, it's not a very binary situation, right? So you have issues in logistics, right? So you know moving gold from one institution to another who's holding the paper gold for a lot of people it's not that simple uh two you know of course there's a lot more paper money than than those guys having gold uh and then and then you know then there is the trap right so look at the the there were a bunch of american banks that killed their gold investment products right because uh uh, so, so what happens is if you have paper gold, let's assume that nobody's nefarious here, right? Like, and everybody's playing by the rules and, and everything is, is awesome, right? Like that song. Uh, but um, what you have here is uh, if you have paper gold, you're beholden to the institution that, he, that you own that asset with, right? So if any law comes in or any issue arises, right? 
they're going to force you to liquidate, right? Because you can't take possession of that gold, right? I, I guarantee you that a lot of those gold contracts are paper only, right? They don't don't have any risk. Like there's no, there's no uh, 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 physical delivery, right? So they will liquidate you in a, at, a, at, a, at a price that is favorable to them, right? Uh, and it also could be like the bottom of the market, right? Or, or the bottom of, of the market for, for that week or something, right? So uh, once you price that in, just that alone should cover the difference that we have right now between the paper market and the physical market, right? Just, just that, that possibility, that uncertainty of you getting liquidated. Um, and that assuming that you're going to get liquidated and paid, <laughs> right? Uh, so, so when you add that in, right? And then, and then on the physical side, you have all the logistical issues of it. Like it becomes a problem, right? Like, I mean, a kilo of gold is, uh, is what? Like 50,000 US dollars? Uh, or 70, I can't remember. Yeah, whatever. Anyways, it's either 70 or 50. It's trading it's out. It's either 70 or 50, because I can't remember which one is Canadian, which one is not. Anyways. Um, so like, but a kilo is still a kilo, right? So that's like two and a half pounds. So now imagine like, you, you know, pu people putting their, their like the, the average middle-class savings, right? Like, or, or like they say they remortgaged the house. And so a few hundred thousand dollars, we're not even talking about like, like investor money, right? So just like a few hundred thousand dollars worth of gold, man, you need wheels. Like you, you can't right. like the stuff like you can't carry it. You can't take it in an airplane. You can't like physically put that in your house. What you're gonna buy, uh, you know, like twenty thousand dollars safe to fit a few hundred thousand dollars worth of gold, and install that, and and deal with the security of that. Like it's just it's completely unrealistic, right? Um, so uh, Bitcoin solves that problem. Yeah, I'd rather put a. Uh... Yeah, I'd rather put two hundred thousand dollars. A very wise person that, uh, once said that Bitcoin is just copy and paste. Just, just copy, copy and paste. paste, right, Matt? <laughs> it's uh He said that yesterday. I. Uh, it is just copy. It's and just paste. copy and paste. That's pretty it's amazing. It's, it's a game changer. I do you think that there will be. Do you think though that Bitcoin is kind of immune from that kind of issue in terms of um, like paper claims? Uh, I, like there will be paper markets for Bitcoin. But there's nothing wrong with that. Uh, it's stupid. There's nothing wrong with that. But there's nothing but, wrong with that. I want all the markets for Bitcoin. I want all the leverages, everything, because all those things help stabilize Bitcoin. Yeah, and it'll definitely happen. Yeah, I mean, in, it already I mean, is like, happening. Look at GBTC, right? I mean, I I haven't read their contract, but like I'm sure that you don't get physical delivery, and you could be liquidated if they if they had to, and you could be liquidated, you know, in a non favorable rate. But the weird thing, I mean, it's because GBTC has no competition in the market, and it's not a real ETF; it trades at a premium. Yep. I'd expect the reverse to be true, uh, like as the market develops more, right? Where like the paper would be worth less is is actually at a discount than a, a physical delivery than actually taking custody of your own Bitcoin, buying real Bitcoin. Same with gold, right? Yep. Yeah. It, it will uh, yeah. it will find its way there. Yeah, if you go to 
um, it, it's kind of interesting. I was, uh, I was, I can't remember who I was talking to about this, but uh, on, on, on Bitcoin is so tiny, right? The market is so tiny that, uh, you know, when people talk about like, you know, coupling, decoupling with the markets and all that stuff, it's fun to just shit post about that. But like, it's so like tiny and irrelevant comparing to the actual financial markets. Like, it's just, dude, it's like Apple could buy all Bitcoin like tomorrow if, you know, regardless if people are going to sell it or not, that's a different story. But Apple could just buy all Bitcoin tomorrow, cash. That's one company, right? That's like, it's just so tiny of a market, right? Right now. So when people talk about financial markets versus Bitcoin and, and how it's like correlated, uncorrelated, inversely correlated, sideways correlated, it's like, it's just <laughs> so stupid because it, it's like, it's completely irrelevant. It's completely irrelevant. Um, it, you know, like, so how many millionaires do we have in the world? Like probably like, uh, a, a few hundred million millionaires in the world. Would you say that? I, I have no idea. Oh, right. I I know we have like, I think twenty five. There's more millionaires million, than there are Bitcoin. 25, 25 million high net worth individuals, which is like twenty million dollars or more. Okay, so there you go. So so twenty five million of those, right? You said. Yeah. So so <laughs> that's a lot of people. So if only a few of them. Like just say, say like a hundred of them, right? Decide to buy a hundred million dollars worth of Bitcoin. So like each of them buying 1 million today, right? They would move the market. A hundred million dollars today moves the market. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I was just, the episode I just posted with Michael Krieger, he, he was saying it's actually beautiful for the little yeah. man, right? Because those big investors, they don't want to move the price that much when they get in. Uh, and they will inevitably do that. So it gives the little guy time to to stack sats and DCA right. in. And, and you know, like just thinking about like like basics here, right? Like for example, you know, we're in Canada. We have a, a currency that goes up and down against the dollar, right? More down these days than up. But um, so just just holding Bitcoin, right? Like for like for one one bitcoin cycle over one bitcoin cycle right um you already hedged against like the the canadian depreciation um you know the canadian dollar lost like 20 30 percent in the last 10 years right so um you know just just holding through that you know aside from the upside of bitcoin 10xing every two three years uh you know like you have a, a reasonable hedge against this stuff, right? Because like gold doesn't really follow this stuff and it slugs out, like it, it has like a huge time delay to catch up with stuff. Um, I mean, where is this like amazing asset of final security, right? Like, I mean, gold should be like, you know, 2Xing right now at a minimum, right? With the world going upside down like this. And it's not, it's like, oh, look, I made 10%. <laughs> well i right. i think one of the big differences between gold and bitcoin here is that like gold markets even physical delivered stuff is is like heavily regulated and it's like it feels just like manipulated at its core so i think it's like super important that we have these relatively liquid like global exchanges 
that are in all these different jurisdictions, it, it really changes the game in terms of like market discovery, price discovery. I, I don't know about US, but in Canada, we can buy gold online with a credit card so you can get miles. So you can buy your bars of gold, coins of gold, talk about like any amount of gold, right? So you can get delivered by FedEx, no joke. Like you can get a few bars of gold in your, they'll leave it on your porch. <laughs> and, and it's so heavy, right? That like a tiny little box, it looks like, you know, it, you look like a, like a box of screws, right? Because it's, it's like, it's so heavy for the amount of space it is. You think, you know, people are going to think it's ammo. Um, and it, it, it's, uh, it's fascinating, right? Uh, that you can get this stuff so fast. But, uh, and actually all the gold retailers here that I know of are essentially out of stock of all the small stuff. There's only like kilo bars left. Uh, so so people are fle fleeing. Talk about fleeing. Who was that lady that did the, the press conference for US? Your money is safe. You don't need to take your money out of the bank. Yeah, the FDIC. It's safe. Yeah. The uh, what does FDIC stand for again, Matt? Oh, uh, Federal Insurance. Federal Deposit. Yeah. Insurance. Yeah, Federal Deposit Insurance Company. It's amazing. And you guys at least have a yeah, so, 250 per account, right? I think. Yeah. Here for us. 250, up to 250. Here's 100 per institution. Oh, shit. Yeah, exactly. Oh, shit. <laughs> and there is no insurance for no, USD was... deposits. Yeah. And the that video that you're referencing was hilarious because she's like, we haven't had any problem since the great depression it's like why are you referencing that right now at this point like money is safe you know somebody joked on my tweet about that they said that uh binance is probably safer right now <laughs> wouldn't be surprised i don't know about that i don't know man but going back right like yeah well that's the other thing here like people are worried about people making runs on ATMs in the bank for cash. I again, I, I've said this many times already, like last couple of weeks, like I don't think people should be worried about that. Like the Fed has come out and said it, we just switch a number in the computer. Like don't worry about it. Like your, your bank account, you'll be able to use your debit card. Like don't you know worry what's about interesting? whether or not that I money think you're falling, will yeah, be worth anything. I think they're the falling like what I thought is the US would never have negative interest. I don't think the U.S. will ever have inter negative interest. It, it just goes against the philosophical sort of mindset of the of your country. Uh, it's interesting. I think they would just print their way out of it, but they won't go into negative interest. Yeah, but it's essentially oh, negative interest sure. already. Just because exactly. printing, but, yeah. but the, the number number no. up, not number down. They understand that branding concept. It's got to stay above the x-axis. Yeah, man. Uh, and no, I had Kyle Bass on a couple of weeks ago. He's pretty well connected to the banking system and some Federal Reserve board members. And he said, yeah, there's nobody, there's not enough people on the Federal Reserve who would allow that to happen. Like they're all pretty starkly against yeah, it. Yeah, we're pretty close though. But it kind of makes sense too, right? I mean, yeah. We're, I, I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't know, man. None of this stuff makes any sense. <laughs> I'm not smart enough and understanding yeah. enough to like have a proper opinion about the the, the insanity of of how 
the, the, the this whole magical number system works, right? I mean, they have the terms and the legalese for everything, right? So it's like everything's very well explained. It's just that it makes no mathematical sense. Well, and now, like, if this bill gets signed into law that they're trying to pass here in the States, I believe there's a clause that's been going around, on Twitter at least, that the Federal Reserve now doesn't have to disclose any ah. minutes or, or what they do with the money, like which already, I mean, they already don't disclose their books, but now they don't even have to give an explanation of why they print a certain amount of money if you're able to see their balance no, sheet. Come on, right? Day. Those meetings are ceremonial. Um, but, right? I mean, like those, I mean, yeah, seriously, yeah. right? Like I bet those guys are on Zoom right now having a private meeting because they don't even know how to work out the encryption, right? They're totally on Zoom figuring out like, you know, hey, Jesse, so uh, so what do you think? Do we go, do we go trillion or quadrillion today, right? Like, and, you know, they started, out, okay, now we have to go have our meeting and make the minutes of it. But they got bored, right? They don't want to get infected, so they don't want to have a real meeting anymore. That's probably why. It's it's corona-related. They're not even doing Zoom. They're probably doing it in Gchat. Facts, yeah. And hopefully Wiki, WikiLeaks is uh is is getting that, that data It would be really dump. funny if they use that Telegram because they're a Russian company. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, no, it is. It is so insane, though. Again, like the numbers are getting so fucking crazy. high. I think I think they're getting high enough to the point where even the plebs are gonna be like, wait, 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 that's way too high. What's going on here? Yeah, like, it's. Uh, I I I don't know, man. The the more I get older, the last hope I have for the average person in terms of like one wanting to have the personal responsibility and two uh not well i guess it's all part of the same coin it's like people want to be blissfully ignorant man like you know people have other problems in their lives it's the same reason why bitcoin is such a hurdle for people too right like it just bitcoin is personal responsibility like it really is it's like the it's the it's the monetary sort of impersonation of personal responsibility and and it's like the average person just doesn't want to fucking deal with it, right? Like, I mean, they, they want to just, you know, go to their job in the morning, do the thing, come back, not have risk, uh, you know, buy the stuff that they see advertised and, and that's it, right? It's just that, like, it's just, it's like the codeine of society, right? It's just, just that buzz of just going on and going on, right? And that was not the reality of the world, you know, like 100 years ago. People had risk, and they make well, exactly. Is this just a blip? Is this just a blip in history? Like, are we going to be forced to be more personally responsible? They make it intentionally complex so that it's super overwhelming to try and figure out. Which is why I love Bitcoin because who the fuck has time for that? Right. But for most people, like you'd rather just ignore it. You know, you're not going to pay attention to what's going on there because it's just it just seems too complicated. You think you don't get it? Yeah, I, I mean, it's like. And it's not even nefarious, right? It's just the bureaucracy wants more bureaucracy, right? Like, it's like, I'm not a huge conspiracy guy. It's like, just, it's just a bunch of, like, office busy bees creating more office busy bees, right? It's like, that's true for any government agency, right? It's just, and, and then you have buddies and you want your buddies to make money too. So you get cronyism and you just get more bureaucracy. It's not like, you know, like some lizard people in a room sort of saying, ha, 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 ha. 
One more zero. Oh man, it's a uh, yeah. I I don't think it's gonna change, and 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 I think the my my intuition on this is it's like let's say Bitcoin you know takes over, right? Like I mean, not take over the whole world kind of thing, but just like sort of like you know we're talking about like another two zeros in terms of adoption, right? So and, and in terms of price, so we have like. A, uh it's still a kitty play but apple can't buy it anymore right so i think what's going to happen is we're going to see the exact same ratio of people that used to buy paper gold are going to buy paper bitcoin people that used to buy you know the etfs and indexes are going to buy the etfs and indexes of like shitcoin bitcoin or whatever right it's going to be the exact same because like you cannot remove humanity from humans, right? It's like, it's just, it's like, it's our burden to carry. It's like most people are going to just screw themselves. You don't, but is there like a difference with Bitcoin because of the utility of UTXOs and what you can leverage them to do? <laughs> Blockchain, right? <laughs> no, it's, it's like, it just is, right? I mean, like most people are just not going to ever want to be their own bank. I, I think that's just the reality of it. You know, that's why, you know, the products that I make, I'm interested in, in, in like serving the people that want to take that responsibility. Um, it, it's just, it's, it's in everything I do all day. And I, it, it's a, I'm going to focus on that. And I'm going to let like Ledger and Coinbase and, you know, this company sort of focus on the people that don't want that. And hopefully, we can make it easy enough to bring more people into the whole personal responsibility thing. Uh, that that's the hope. Uh, but but I just I I just I just I, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little I guess like more. I would say pessimistic. It's just like more realistic about like this the the human the humanity of it. Yeah, I think I think you make a really good point. It's sobering. I like to um, I like to try to trend towards the more optimistic. Like everybody, come on, be personally responsible. Well, we get need on the train, that, right? Like it's it, it's that human optimism. Na human nature that's right. exists. It's that optimism that's going to sell more people on it. Like good on you. I, I guess it's just because, like, I don't know. Like it's like the I I I lived in a country where things were like Brazil is complicated to say. Is a, is, a, is a polite place. Like it, it, I think, it's my my father had this saying, or right? like he used to say, it's like the coefficient X, right? There is nothing you do in Brazil that doesn't have a Brazilian coefficient in it. it it's like it, it just is, right? It's like you know, I, I think it was like Coca Cola way back in the day, right? Like they were trying to do the bottles in Brazil because you can't ship bottles, right? And and they had issues where like the bottles would disappear, the bottles would break. It's just the leakage on everything you do there is just so insane. Uh, so like the cynicism towards politics, towards society embedded in me is, is very, was embedded as a Brazilian kid, right? I don't have this uh, American frontier sort of like uh, sort of optimism about, about the, 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 the governance, right? So much so that I came to Canada, not US at that time. I mean, I've changed a lot uh, <laughs> since. Uh, as a friend of mine put it, I become feral. Um, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
but but and that's the thing that I love about America. It's like this this feralness, this this sort of like this this eternal optimism about the frontier, um, does help push things forward, uh, and and it does push towards the personal responsibility side. Even though in practice you guys have none, <laughs> when you look at the household numbers in the U.S. No. Yeah, we're fucking fat and out of shape. We don't have any personal res- responsibility. You, you know, uh, well, but you know, my, my theory about Europe and and, uh, and and being lean, it has nothing to do with uh, with a diet or anything like that. It's just that people there don't have money to spend. It's like, you know, people don't have disposable income in Europe. That's the difference. Americans do. For all the flaws, Americans have cash. <laughs> Cash is king, right. baby. No, it is. And guns, yeah. lots of guns. But damn, yeah, don't don't ever let go an inch on that, man. It's like Canada was a place surprisingly interesting for guns for for forever. I mean, it was a frontier country. It, you know, like uh, there's a long history here of like gun ownership and stuff. It's just uh, it got neutered and neutered and neutered and neutered, and every single, you know, we had like I think only ten shootings in Canada ever. Like, uh, you know, it sucks. It's awful, right? Like, piece of shit did that. Crazy person. Nobody denies that. But there's only been 10 ever here. And they, they curtailed, like, the majority of, like, everything here. We have insane gun laws. Uh, it was so funny uh, with this whole uh, quarantine thing and this whole, like, world ending kind of deal. So many people went buying guns here. Like, all the gun shops are out of stock. And... I was talking to the local uh, gun shop and they were telling me like the amount of woke sort of like downtown, uh, as you guys call it, like liberal woke there. Uh, they uh, like between 30 and 60 kind of thing uh, would be calling the store and completely pissed off that they can't buy a gun. And and they'd be saying, but you know, but my MP told me that I can, I you know, that we needed more gun regulation because Anybody can buy a gun in Canada. It's a total lie, right? The politicians here just keep on banging that in, right? And we have insane laws. You have to do a course, wait three months, and then apply. And then it ends up taking like six months for you to get a license. Um, so so anyway, so you have all these this people calling the gun stores and harassing them that they want to buy a gun and don't have a license. And they voted for that. <laughs> the irony is not lost, my friends. Well... No, I mean they're trying to take the guns here. I mean, they're they're trying to to win some ground in that war. Virginia is probably the uh, ground zero of that fight. But you right guys now. have like uh, rights. But, it's a different thing, right? We don't have rights. It's a privilege here. It's like a driver's license. It never it never was in Canada. We have very weird old British sort of like subject like laws for a lot of stuff like property and things. In practice, it turns out to be about the same, right? But like in, in theory, in the legal theory of a lot of the stuff, it's like, you know, we really don't have a lot of rights. Don't let go of niche. I mean, but it's it's getting crazy here. It's getting to a head. I mean, the the socialist tendencies of of Americans are growing or people that really don't understand what social, socialism is and want to hand out our are really pushing that. Um, well, they're going to get a, a rude awakening at least. once they have to, you know, it's like once they all have to starve together. 
it's right that's one thing uh I'm actually surprised to see is that the the food supply chain here during the quarantine is is kept up pretty well. Well, it must be because of the socialism, right? <laughs> right. Well, that was there was a couple tweets out there of people like literally the day of everybody freaked out went to the grocery store and uh and wiped out the the shelves. People are taking pictures like capitalism doesn't work. Look, the shelves are empty, and then they're like completely restocked right. the next morning. But those pictures aren't. It's shared amazing. Market on, efficiency on the, is beautiful, right? I mean, you know, if it wasn't for the supermarkets here, like, what is the government gonna do? Food delivery? No. It's like we'd all starve to death if it wasn't for price discovery. It's as simple as that, right? I mean, and then like the government morons in pretty much most countries have the same, like they have, like, if you go look at the, the like, you know, like uh, advisories on emergency response and things like that, you, you know, they say have 72 hours worth of food in the house. Dude, you can't you can just fast for 72 hours. You can survive without water right. for three days. It's bad, but you can survive three days without water. So like, it's useless advice, right? Like. At a minimum, a household should have two, two, two weeks of food. But like, really, it should be a month or two months worth of food. Uh, and, and yes, you know, like when you hear that some shit is going on, go to the supermarket and fill up your shopping cart and bring it home. Don't wait for the government to tell you to, to, to go like deal with it. Same with masks. Buy masks. Use masks. Don't listen to the morons. They don't have your interest at heart. They really don't. It's not their problem. They do not give a shit about exactly. you freaks. All I know is I'm going to use this virus as an excuse to wear masks for like Ever. at least a year after it af after it ends. Like that's I, I whenever Marty knows whenever it gets cold, I I just strap on a, a face mask anyway. There you go, man. It's good for privacy. I I really enjoyed coming back from a conference uh I think it was like a, a first week of February. Um, I was going through the airport and it was so much fun to wear a mask in an airport. Oh man. Oh, and the, the, the what kind of looks oh, were you? It getting? was great. Like it felt like, it felt like I had this weird sort of like feeling of privacy in an airport that like, you know, you, you enter an airport, you surrender your civil rights too, right? Like by law. It's like you're naked. Yeah. It was very comforting. I totally get the burqa now. Maybe I'll start wearing a burqa. <laughs> right. i mean you know those ladies are totally nah. probably like wearing like full fucking hazmat suits inside there you know like we would never know <laughs> i mean they're good they're good uh for for par par not particulate uh for for droplets well, right i, I, I think be the holes of the breathing area there are bigger but but yeah i mean listen anything helps right so during the spanish flu uh, what they figured out in hospitals is this, I think, was the John Hopkins that figured this out. Uh, so two things, they would stagger people in the beds opposite so that the, the breathing was not going to other's faces. So feet and mouth, you know what I mean? Like feet and head kind of thing between their beds. Right. And then they wrapped the sick with gauze around their mouth so that one, they wouldn't cough out more virus on somebody else. So any Asian country understands this, right? You wear a mask as a polite thing when you're sick so that you don't spit the stuff out. Uh, 
And then like the doctors and everybody else were putting like, you know, mask, gauzes, fabric, whatever they could find around their faces too. And the plague, the same during the Black Plague. And like, uh, you know, you do prevent stuff from coming into your face. It's like, it's, it's not that complicated. <laughs> it really isn't. <laughs> I mean, Japan is really curtailing this whole thing and everybody's like back at work, you know, and, and like sardines in, in like their subway system, you know, it's just wear a fucking mask and glasses. Your eyes have receptors for this shit too. Yeah. It's just socially, it's just too weird for people here right now. Hopefully it becomes more socially acceptable, but it is, uh, you are going to get yeah, looked at. You know, it doesn't help that they're white and like, very on your face right i mean like uh you know just maybe a friendlier one hello kitty masks you know in asia they have them how can you possibly be weird out by somebody wearing a hello kitty mask right it's a nice cover to maybe we'll put some uh, some of these patches on masks and then uh and then uh and then people wear them yeah we need to make some quinkite branded uh Masks, that'll be pretty. That'll yeah, be pretty. Mask dope. Velcro. I want TFTC masks. <laughs> that'll be pretty dope. Maybe, maybe that's how it becomes normalized. You just fucking uh, capitalize off of it and make it a uh, make it a, a fashion hey, statement. Listen, it, it could yeah. be with your favorite brand. Solves all the like, problems. We could, we could use this virus to beat back facial recognition. Like it could be the. The positive thing that comes out of it, you know, masks for everyone. Yeah. So unfortunately, if I remember correctly, like most, like the most used points for facial recognition is the eyebrow middle T, like the T between your eyebrows and your nose. So uh, we're gonna need the sunglasses, and goggles, mask. man, goggles, <laughs> goggles and masks. It's gonna be like walking, Mister Hoddles. Yeah. It'd be pretty cool, actually. I mean, just, but, you know, just like, uh, just a feeling of privacy would be good enough, right? I guess people get a taste for it. Who knows? But, you know, if you're leaving the right citadel, maybe you won't need a mask because, you know, people are just reasonably kind to each other. So we all, non-aggression principles self-isolate. And uh, and we don't spread. It's really the only thing you can do right now. That's the work. That's the world I want to live in. Yeah, I'd, I'd share a Citadel with you guys, I think. I don't know. We'd share a Citadel network. We'd take airships between our Citadels. That'd be pretty cool. But, you know, and trade. If, you, if you're like a wealthy person in like countries that are not like very wealthy, like it already is like that, right? Like you look at like building uh, like uh, like condos in Brazil, for example, right? Like you'll have like two, three buildings in the same condominium. And like they'll have like doormans, double doors to get in because of crime and stuff. And you know they have all kinds of services. You know, like it's like people don't interact with people already a lot in a lot of places, right? Like they come out of the building in their armored car, and you know it sucks. It's not a world I want to live in. But uh, but if people don't don't want to rise up, uh, we're gonna end up there anyways. Keep, we're keeping it optimistic. I think people are going to rise up. Yeah. Have you guys seen the... I think people have had enough this shit. This is our Molen Laban of Canada. Mind your own damn business. <laughs> 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 
That is hilarious. That's your tread on. That's exactly. your don't tread on me. We have our little. Uh, it's a beaver. You get- Mind your own damn business. That's uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. Is that well, real? I mean, real. It's uh, yeah. It, there's no official right of of this stuff, but yeah, like it's uh, all the the all the the gunnies in Canada love love that one. The don't tread on me flag is like a sanctioned flag, I don't isn't know, it, man? It's a weird uh, one of that one. In Texas, right? Texas or Arizona? I, I, I'm thinking Arizona for some reason. It, it's unfortunate why. that uh, if you if you drew Venn diagrams of like, there is definitely more racists who like the flag that don't like the flag, right? So it's like it's a tricky one because you know the poor flag has nothing to do with it. That symbol has nothing to do with racism right. or anything like that. But it just happens that the Venn diagram interacts a little too far there, and then it creates uh, this this weird dynamics. Yeah, it's usually it's usually coupled with a with a Confederate flag. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> which is, yeah, man, gotta move on. You know that that is, war uh, was lost. The South will rise again. Yeah, well, this time would win, There's, right? I mean, all I live, the people who own guns are in the South, all, and all the people who go right, into the military right. are from the South. So it's like, <laughs> the, you know, like. The National Guard, I'm sure the, the, the people who joined it are also like majorly like real America, let's put it this way, right? And I, I bet they're not going to shoot their own. <laughs> no, I mean, you're seeing it in Virginia. Again, going back yeah. to Virginia, all like all the local municipalities are like, fuck the, the governor's law. Virginia went blue. And the citizens, the... the silent majority are like uh you're not taking our guns we're gonna march on the capitol and then the local sheriffs are like don't worry we're not gonna let them take it's your guns we'll, we'll defend you situation isn't it like i i don't understand people who votes for less rights it's just uh i mean voting you know we can get into a whole discussion about why voting is stupid in general like you know not even a point in going there but like the people who vote for less rights is so weird well they they're scared, right? They just leverage fear yeah, like this, and say, "Hey, the government this can protect need me." Need of like of like wanting other people to control you. It's like the 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 or control. You want to control others. It's so weird. It's like you want to control how other people live. It's just so like foreign to me. This idea of like ruling on people's lives. It's the personal well, responsibility back to the, thing again. Yeah. Exactly. It goes back to the lack of personal responsibility. It's like, you know, so for example, right, like uh, the New Hampshire doesn't have like, a, uh, you don't have to wear seatbelts, right? Uh, which, is, which is pretty cool. I mean, I find that it's stupid, but you know, it's your choice, right? Um, <clears throat> in Canada, though, it's different. So because we have essentially like a, a socialized healthcare, right? I, you know, like that externality is on my pocket. So I support, you know, mandated cars like seatbelts in Canada because those imbeciles are going to cost me money, right? They're going to take away beds in the hospital, you know. But in a non-socialized healthcare place, right? Well, then uh, it's priced in. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty cool, right? I mean, it's uh, it's it's one of those very rare things that there is really. It's a great example, like of a very like. There's essentially no externality there, um, and uh, and and you know you should have your personal liberty on that one. It's pretty cool. 
uh, maybe here, if they if uh, if you're not wearing a seatbelt, you don't get taken to the hospital, and then the uh, problem solved. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, New Hampshire is like this weird libertarian uh, sandbox up here in the northeast yeah, of America. It's, uh, I've never been to New Hampshire. Matt, Matt really it's likes It's pretty New cool. Hampshire. I've been there. I have a I have a couple friends. I have. It's funny because I have like extremely lefty friends who live there. Uh, they're university professors in an extremely non uh, lefty area of uh, of New Hampshire. Uh, it's beautiful there. They love it. But at the same time, it's like it's kind of funny. Uh, they're not into guns and things like that. Uh, so uh, I've been sort of slowly like, come on, guys, you know, do your duty, live free or die. It's weird because there's <laughs> a there's a strange overlap there. Yeah. Uh, in New Hampshire, because it's right next to Vermont. Yep. And Vermont is one of our more socialist states. And then you have New Hampshire, which is more libertarian. And those borders are kind of fluid. Yeah. It's an interesting dynamic. Yeah, well, there's a lot of people uh, who who work in New Hampshire and live, sorry, work in Vermont and live in New Hampshire because there's no state tax. So all like the socialists love living in New Hampshire and not paying state tax. It's kind of hilarious. And and like I've talked to quite a few of them who like they say it. Oh, I, you know, I live in New Hampshire because there's no state tax. But you're a socialist. Yeah. Well, you know, it's uh... how. <laughs> Yeah, you just like right there. How how the fuck can they you reconcile can. that? You see like, the same with Mass fuck? with Massachusetts people. I have a bunch of friends that live like right over the border. Yep, uh, and then they work in Boston. That's right. Uh, and 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 but on the other side, it's kind of interesting because like you know pretty much everybody in New Hampshire uses Boston hospitals. <laughs> Every single one of them, because like you know. State of hospitals in New Hampshire is not exactly ideal. Um, I guess in a lower density too, it doesn't help. There's, there's, it's not a lot of people in New Hampshire. Bruce is there. Bruce Fenton. He's, he's. Yeah, he, and there's a lot of B cash. There's like a big B cash community. Is in there? New oh yeah, the yeah. Well, Weird. it's because uh, it's like the, it's not the Bruce crowd. It's the like the, the. What's the name? The, uh, Mandrick would it. be able to tell you more about that. It's like the pork fast crowd. The with yeah, I mean, isn't that where New Liberty Radio yes. started? I think, isn't that yeah. New Hampshire? Yeah, it's uh, it's the bow tie. Jeffrey Tucker. I'm pretty sure he's up there too. Yeah, well, it's it's yeah, I think you're it's right. The, it's the it's the debating the debating libertarians, right? Like the the crowd is oh, if only we had a way of removing the power of the state. Have you heard of Bitcoin? Yeah, it's, they're the heart uh, of Bitcoin. It's the uh, it's the it's the Cato Institute versus Nakamoto Institute yeah, meme. It, it totally is, right? I mean, it, it's uh, it's fascinating how those guys just can't. They don't. I think they don't want things to change, right? It's more fun to complain and debate about it. Yeah, well, like again, going back to the Cato Institute, they got they got a smell, a sniff of. DC and what it's like to be a part of that right. crowd. Like they just like the intellectual debates. They don't care about changing shit or policy. Yeah, it's. Uh, uh, I I thought like I mean I I remember like years years ago like I like I remember seeing those guys you know like yeah leaving it these guys are gonna love Bitcoin once they understand it. Oh man, it's like it, it's like the, I can see New Hampshire like being completely like turning to like a a Bitcoin state in like. 
like in like a month once these guys get it. And then it's like time passes and it's like, you know, I bet like a lot of these guys don't even bother gold. No, I mean, I earlier this year, or shit, last year at this point, um, George Selgin and Safe debated at oh, Soho Forum in New yeah. York, and Jeffrey Jeffrey Tucker was there, and it was like hilarious seeing Selgin like fight for a free bank, a new free banking system, and a reversion to like a sound money. It's like it's here; you can start doing that right now it's just you have this mental blocker in bitcoin yeah it's it's interesting right how like the the progression of american sort of money went like you know it was all private banks like for the longest time you just had a bunch of different private monies and and that's it it was pretty interesting um you know due to physical logistics of the time centralizing this stuff made sense right like i mean it, it's very hard to do decentralized databases on uh on a carriage and shotguns days, right? Like it's like, uh, wait, wait, I have to hold a different hardware here for this conversation. <laughs> there you go. That's the correct hardware for the time. Cool. Uh, yeah. Wholesome. No, this Some is a 4570. You know, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's like uh, the second uh, assault weapon uh, ever made. Uh, the first one was the the thirty thirty, the the Klondike gun, the eighteen eighty five. Yeah. Um, so, um, so the, you know, centralization made it much more efficient. But you know, um, it's fascinating how Americans like sort of lost interest in the whole uh, in the whole private money thing. Um, yeah, we in Canada we always had weird things, right? Because the the British have a lot of uh, what they call crown crown corporations. So we have like all these entities that are essentially like companies that are controlled by the government, but they're kind of independent in a way. So it makes it very murky, right? So we 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 don't get to rebel against them too well because it's just so tricky. Uh, so, so we have this this weird stuff, but uh, I don't think it, it's actually I don't think it's illegal it? here to, for example, have like private monies and complete private exchanges. If I remember right, it's it's like we never had the acts against private monies here. You, you can do all that stuff as long as you pay your taxes in Canadian dollars, and you know, and they don't really care because they'll calculate how many chicken worth like you uh, Canadian dollar you owe and that you pay your taxes no matter what. <laughs> Canada had a pretty vibrant free banking system in like the late 1800s. Yeah. Didn't you guess? Yeah. Well, I mean, that's where the, the classy Brits came to, right? The, the religious nuts went to your place and the classy aristocracy came here after they killed all the, the, the native people that were around the, the nice shores. Um, and the classic French too. There were a, a bunch of uh, interesting French people that went to uh, to Quebec. Then I think they laughed, and all, all the people that were left was prostitutes and soldiers. Um, they called the ladies of Quebec. Uh, the the French France sent them uh, boats and boats of uh, of professional ladies. Uh, yeah, everybody. Classy. I think it's like everybody's descendant uh, of a professional lady in Quebec, essentially. Um, it's, yeah, uh, no, it's, some strong bloodlines right. there. 
scrappy. Um, but yeah, no, the, 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 the stuff here was, uh, was pretty interesting. It's just, you know, as usual with everything, people just, the numbness of not having problems just creates a very complacent society. You know, we, we it's yeah. like North America, the whole West really, right? It's like we have, um, things are just mediocre enough that like nobody wants change, right? And nobody wants to, to, to mess with it because it's like, it's just, it's just fine. I mean, you know, like you can't compare life now to what life was when the gold standard was around for all the arguments you could make the argument for some places in Europe, right? That was maybe better, but like reality is like life here was awful. It was just mosquitoes and pelts and, you know, like no air conditioning and, you know, like, uh, some centralized money and more efficient credit. Lombard Street credit really sort of uh, made the monetary allocation much, much more efficient. Um, credit is good. Banks are good. We just don't want central banks. Yeah. Well, you have to be able to uh, verify that the base money exists, is real, and can be claimed, and is somewhat scarce there is right? bitcoiners opening banks in switzerland then you eliminate yeah well that's how you eliminate risk is just lose complete control of the monetary base and the base money if the base money doesn't have any any semblance of of scarcity or control like nothing like we've said earlier nothing fucking matters well it doesn't right when like money is is, is solely based on on belief all money, even Bitcoin, is based on belief, right? But at least we have proof of scarcity. So, so at least you, you, you have a, a solid unit of account. You really do, right? You can count the beans. You can't count the beans with state money. <laughs> so, it, it, so it's like, it's belief on, on belief, right? And remember, you never want to do averages on averages. <laughs> Bad math. Right. Well, that goes back to like our paper claims discussion, Matt. Like maybe if proof of reserves ever does get adopted, it would sort of contain any uh, any insanity that could happen in a paper claims so, market. Well, I mean, I think even more important than proof uh, proof of reserves is just the fact that as long as people can easily self custody, and we know it's a very scarce asset, you know you can drive the price up and just expose anyone who's fractional, anyone who's lying about how much, you know, their paper Bitcoin is backed. uh, will just get screwed in, you know, the next bull run. It's like, I think proof of reserves is pretty awesome. Uh, It's a problem, right? Because like, you know, exchanges don't want to, to reveal their, their depth depending on the on the market, right? Like there's just amount of deposits. So the, the books are public, right? Like I mean what's being traded. Uh, but what's not on, on the on the on the exchange book, like where it's just in deposit, they don't want to reveal that, right? Because it's like competitive advantage. Uh, so that BIP that does uh, some proof of reserves, at least for the user of their deposits, it's it's a, it's a huge gain that way. But you know what? Like I don't have a problem with people getting racked. Uh, in terms of like depositors on exchanges and, and like it's essentially like you're running trust systems anyways right so what, what's the point of proof of reserves if they can still go away with the money 
<laughs> it's like I don't care. Uh, right. I I think. I think just creating this is one of the reasons why I like Liquid uh, so much, Liquid Network so much, is because if we create extremely efficient uh, uh, liquidity between the exchanges, right, you de-risk it um, because you're going to be able to one move the money very fast, and two the exchanges are going to keep each other a little bit more honest because they don't want to be partners if, with exchanges that are going to like burn the whole network that they have between them, right? So federations work that way. You know, if uh, there is a reason why so many countries have the city, state, and and federal system, right? Most countries are like that because, you know, federations keep each other honest to a certain extent, even if they're not fully decentralized. Um, so, so, uh, so what we need is better efficiency of of uh, uh, between exchanges. That's why, I like, you know, Tether, even though it's on on shit Ethereum, uh, the majority of it still, or has it already moved? No. A majority of it is still in Ethereum, but like they're they're moving slowly yeah. to to uh, to Liquid. Um, Tether is, is 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 great. I mean, you know, of course there's room for them to do like shenanigans. Of course there's all this stuff. There's counterparty risk. Uh, that's how you find the stability of that coin. Uh, but but it's more efficiency in the market, right? Like it's like you can you can buy. You can buy uh, Tether in a place you're not allowed to buy dollars. Sorry, not allowed to buy Bitcoin. Then you can transfer to an exchange in a jurisdiction that you can, and then you can buy Bitcoin. So it's like all the shit coins really help Bitcoin. Um, you know, the, most of them are criminal. Uh, and then from the very few that are left, like many of them are completely negligent. <laughs> and then, you know, and then there is a few that are like huge risk. Uh, either counterparty or centralization uh, and shit technology. Uh, but that doesn't mean that they don't aggregate more value to Bitcoin, right? They're, they're just like a, they're just like a shit floating on the sea of Bitcoin. Um, you know, Bitcoin goes up, they float with Bitcoin. Uh, the, the, the shit coin analogy really works there well. Um, but uh, the... Uh... The stablecoin market's like an all-time exactly. high right now. Is like nine billion dollars worth of stablecoins out That's there, right. or something like that. Um, I and Tether's making up a vast majority yeah. of it. Uh, if you ever have a chance, get Phil on the podcast to, to talk about Tether. Uh, yeah, Phil, Phil, if you're listening, I'll, I'll, the invite's I'll, open. I'll, I'll ask him. I, I think he's out of his NDA soon. Uh, very, very smart, interesting guy. If you ever want to talk on a download too, like he, he will explain a lot of the stuff like from, from the inside. Uh, and uh, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. Uh, this, this things, you know, it's just as long as they're clear about the risk to the customers, right? Like it, it's, it's your, <laughs> it's your freedom to, to gamble your money away on whatever you want. Right. Yeah. It triggers so many people though. It, it does. It really does. Uh, I don't like purity tasks. That's like the, I, you know, I don't think I have to explain how much I'm a Bitcoin only person on this podcast, but uh, I also don't like the purity tests. I find that's very anti-freedom. It's like, we should definitely shame shit for shit. Bitcoin, like, you know, shit coins are garbage. Ethereum is disgusting, but but you know, like 
Tron, Tron is, is the, the future. future. True, Tron is the one true coin. Fuck that shit. By the way, uh, uh, Justin is actually quarantining with me here. <laughs> Protecting him. That's right. Uh, he's a. Uh... You trick. You triggered a lot of pictures. You triggered a lot of people with one picture. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I did not have. All it took I had was no a picture. Yeah, there was going to be like that. It was a very strong meme. <laughs> it really uh, pulls back the curtain yeah. on Ethereum and uh, are very self. I love about how it. much they were but triggered, man. It was beautiful. I I just want to say that you know I 100. percent I think alts are net. I've always said that alts are a net benefit for Bitcoin. I think the altcoin casino is a major value prop of Bitcoin yep. that people love just gambling on it. Um, but it is a negative for individuals who get wrecked trading it and buying it. Oh, I agree. But for Bitcoin, you know, it's an epic. Well, it goes to that personal responsibility thing, right? Like, I mean, if you wanna, if you wanna gamble, understand you're gambling. <laughs> it's, it really is that simple. Gambling is gambling, right? I mean, and and I rather people gamble on, on alts and then clear on Bitcoin than then gamble on poker and clear on USD. Um, you know, right. it's. Uh, no. And I, same for Libra. I really like Bitcoin's. I really like Bitcoin sign guys. Uh, explanation of alts or defense of alts. It's like they just, they just provide cover for Bitcoin via confusion. They just confuse the fuck yep. out of regulators. I mean, look at Libra, yeah. right? I mean, dude, like it's amazing. Like they will suck all government resources to deal with them. Right, like it, it's like like it's it's like let them be the 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 punch bag, right for regulators, and and also they introduced this idea that like people can have money on the computer to like, what is it now? Facebook has like two billion users or whatever. It's like tomorrow they press the button. That, and it's I like, think like half. <laughs> yeah, no, and and it doesn't really compete with Bitcoin at all. So there's like nothing to be. I mean. They're not they're not the same At type all. of asset, I would argue. So Um yeah. and then like imagine this, right? So you have Libra going on, right? And the, of course Facebook is not gonna allow you, probably due to regulation, for you to convert between Bitcoin and Libra, right? But there's gonna be like a hundred different companies doing great conversion between Libra and Bitcoin, right? On the market. Without a doubt. Right? And it's like it's like boom, now you just got you know another 10x of Bitcoin users. Right, it's uh, we should we should cherish anything that brings more Bitcoiners in, uh, and and just make sure people understand their risks. Um, and, yeah, and people inevitably touch the stove and learn about the risk themselves. Right. I mean, I did. And then certainly. when they're ready, they can use a Bitcoin only hardware wallet. <laughs> the only Bitcoin only hardware wallet. How are how, how's the uh, hardware wallet development coming? You got any new ones in the in the docket? We, we are working on the on the next version. Uh, just no details yet. Um, once we have it e economically viable, right? Like we have like the parts chosen and stuff. Uh, but the thing is, the the very cool thing is, uh, Mark III is still un unpound. So. Uh, you know, there there is labs out there with millions of dollars worth of, of gadgets and things and time with a device for over months. Nobody has been able to demonstrate to us a key extraction. So, uh, and we sent Putin devices to people. We write Putin on the screen. 
and uh, and uh, and uh, nobody has been able to show to us that they have the seed. Um, you know, people have shown interesting attacks and bugs and things and fixed them or whatever, but like the actual key extraction have not happened. Um, and uh, so my my uh, so my uh, my original um, stand still remains that uh, it still costs few hundred thousand dollars to to break into parts of it but the seeds still unextracted because uh it's encrypted so uh nobody has yet shown uh that was possible even if like legit resources um just pretty interesting uh so and we plan on keeping selling mark three for a very 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 long time even maybe alongside the secondary device we're that we were working on. You were saying on Twitter that last week was your best sales ever for cold card. It was, uh, I think was it was two weeks ago. Yeah. So is it two weeks? Uh, something like that. Yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, it's very interesting because, um, I guess two things is, uh, one more people are buying more hodlers are, are getting their shit together. So they're, they're buying to actually hold. Right, and that's true. You can see that because, uh, you know, people like Francis have been saying the same thing for the same time period, right? So it's like same similar data, uh, in terms of uh, of trend. Um, so these these are not your traders; these are hodlers. So people are looking for a place to store their value, uh, as we see economical collapse uh, being imminent. Um, two, I think. People are quarantined, so they have all the time in the world to review their backups uh, and uh, make sure they have extra devices to to for backup as well, right? Like you keep an extra cold card pre-set up with your seed, so in case your primary one gets lost or stolen or broken, you don't have to reset up your seed, you don't have to unseal it or whatever. Um, I, I talk about some of that stuff on the the last like last time I was in Livera on like how to make your uh, your backup trees and go through and see like points of failure and everything. And I think people just have time right now to go through it. Um, I think a lot of people are also have the time now to see how much the competition sucks. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's uh, it is what it is, right? Um, and uh, Confidence yeah, is key. Yeah, you know, it's uh, it's like I used to to try to be more quiet about it, but you know, it's uh, they're not gonna get their shit together, so I'm not gonna be quiet anymore. Um, and uh, yeah, so people are learning, right? Uh, and uh, they they'll get more, and if they get more, we'll make more. Um, I picked some up actually two weeks ago, so nice. I contributed to that. So you, you know, right? You can't I'm put your Ethereum my... in it. Oh, Sorry, God. If I had any, I'd probably. I actually be think it's a fairly uh, good strategy here. So you have a cold card for your real money, right? And then you have a, a ledger uh, for all your shit coins. Uh, because, like, the reality is that most people that shit coin, they're not gonna keep much on the devices, right? They're, they're not huddling. They're keeping them on an exchange, anyways. But sometimes you need to move between exchanges or you need a place to go in between. So, you know, you use the ledger for that. It's good support. 
Um, and uh, yeah, and I think those guys are actually moving into having a full node on their uh, desktop uh, wallet as well, which is uh, it's interesting. Listen, BTC Chip is a legit dude. Uh, he's the original CTO. He he's the guy who created BTC Chip way, way, way back in the day. It was uh, it was like a little uh, smart card you break into a USB stick. Uh, and you make into a harder wallet. That was uh, that was even yeah. That was before even Trezor. I think it was just a chip and yeah, USB. Yeah, it was. Oh wait, I have one, no I have screen. one here. Hang on. It looked like one of those Yubicos. Artifacts. Oh, yes. Check. I love this Bitcoin out. artifacts. So uh -huh. you break it, and then you and so then you, you would break that this little clip, and then it goes into USB. That's pretty yeah, ingenious. It was, it's pretty cool. Uh, this was this was existent in the smart card industry. He made it for Bitcoin, and and this is actually uh, how uh, how Ledger was born. Uh, yeah, yeah, way iteration. way back then, uh, CoinKite.com used to support uh, Ledger and Trezor. Uh, we were, I think, the first. Uh, web wallet to support them all um yeah no th those guys are pros they're just you know corporate closed source and all that stuff that doesn't work for me but they, they're professionals yeah we met um ah, his name slipping my my Pasquale. head right now matt pasquale big show yeah man. i have never met him uh he uh he he was uh, i think the first investor of uh, Ledger, it was uh, what's his name? Uh, Eric. It was Eric. Eric was the first CEO. He's the guy who partnered up with uh, with BTC Chip to uh, to create that company. Um, yeah, no. Pascal's great. I really liked him. Those those guys know marketing, man. Pascal made like I don't know if it's billions, but definitely like many many millions of dollars uh, with marketing businesses. I think that's how he made his fortune. Uh, they they have pretty marketing. Yeah. Yeah, we had a we had a good time with him when he was in New York in the uh in the fall. Is there an interview with him? For a little event. No, we haven't. Um haven't done that yet. He said we have to come to Paris if we want him on the pod. Oh good, don't do it. It's it's like less yeah, marketing for his them. restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, we are we are an impartial media outlet here all right we're just reporting it's facts. it's not true i paid them both statements we, we paid them both like it's like seriously marty and, and matt like they they literally get checks from blockstream and CoinKite like on you a daily joke basis. about this rodolfo you can't joke about this it's kind of it's pay to play hey right pay to play it's kind of hilarious right because i think we're like the only bitcoin company that doesn't advertise or pay anybody for this stuff it's like it's like most yeah, you should fucking pay us. Right. No, you guys make we enough so money. Many people you guys make <laughs> enough money from VC backed companies. We just invest the money more hardware. For for the plebs uh, out there that think there's a conspiracy, uh, these guys are so legit that like even from the promo code, I don't think they even like spend the credits that they have with us. Like it, it's like they actually buy the hardware and like they actually never contacted me asking for discount, not even discount, even though anybody in the industry knows that like 
you know, Code Card was born out of a essentially not for profit project. We just went into the hardware wallet that became for profit, of course. Uh, but like anybody who actually works on Bitcoin and works on integration, secure, whatever it is, like everybody gets like free hardware. And and these two like Patsos here don't actually ever ask for for free hardware or for like discounts or like nothing so uh it's actually like pretty funny that like people would believe in the in the conspiracy because you know a hundred dollar device is really gonna buy people off right it's fucking ridiculous and also (laughs) for the longest time our until like a week ago when Marty said it on the pod, we had never mentioned that we had a promo code with cold card. People were just going to the site and just putting it in without us telling yeah, them. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because promo codes leak, right? It's kind of annoying. Uh, and and weird, uh, by the way, um, all the other Bitcoin companies are tracking the fuck out of you. Uh, listeners, uh, all those, uh, all those uh, uh, referral codes and all those... Man, go look on the browser and see what's happening. Oh man, it's like, it's like all like third-party companies that do stuff for like Walmart or whatever. Like, it's just awful privacy, awful privacy. And it's one of the reasons why we get screwed with promo codes is that we don't track anything, like anything. I think we still have Google Analytics on their website, but I think that's like the only thing that loads. Uh, so since we don't have any 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 tracking, uh, you know, people people put promo codes that come from like different places and stuff, and we have like no clue. We don't have like sales funnels or sales anything really. We have like a command line system on the back end of the store, and like some UI for the warehouse, and that's it. Like it, it's like there is nothing behind the scenes. It's just you know people pay to get the device. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah, I have no idea with ours with our merch store. Whatever shop comes with Shopify, that's what we have. I never check it. We have Google Analytics too. Yeah, that's no, about it's, it. Uh, I, so. I was because uh, I, I wanted to find a, a referral system right uh, for our store, and I, so I wanted to check the competition. Right, I'm like, oh boy, <laughs> there's a lot of tracking going on here. Uh, and then you know we sort of like gave up doing the tracking and just fuck it, just promo codes. Yeah, final, no, you, final message has absolutely nothing. I have people ask me how many hits we get and stuff. I was like, I have no fucking idea. Yep. Literally nothing. Yeah, no, it, it's really is like the the more yeah. like the, 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 the other consumer stuff, right? Like Coinbase, Trezor, Ledger, all that stuff. Like those guys use like professional like referral systems, right? And, and those track and, and you're trusting that data on the third party. Even if like... Not insinuating any of these companies are doing nefarious stuff, right? It's just that the, the, the data is there. The data is there. Somebody could take it. And, you know, the first rule of Bitcoin is you don't talk about that Bitcoin. Was, <laughs> it's like, yeah. That was actually a great way to stack that, sats back in the day. It was Coinbase, Coinbase's referral program. They were doing like $100 nice. at one point, if I remember correctly. They get, I think when I signed up for Coinbase, I got point. Point one Bitcoin. We made some money on back Coinkite days of sending people to Ledger. Uh, we don't anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah, because uh, you know we had uh, we had links for people to buy Ledgers and Thrasers from Coinkite, right? We we were we supported multi sig affiliate affiliate links. links right? Yeah, 
but yes. that, that was a problem too with the privacy stuff. It's never like that. Yeah, I don't really. Yeah, that's like one thing we've never gotten into is affiliate. You links. know, you never get your privacy back. And I've people gone is gone. Yeah. And I have people who always DM me with like educational sites. That's good content, but it turns out just to be like a huge affiliate link site. And I'm like, ah, I can't share this. That's why affiliate links, rev links, they just rub me the wrong way. In general. That's why I like the, the, the promo code thing. You know, it, it's, it's like a dumb system, right? It really is a dumb system. Like there is nothing there. You put the promo code and you get a discount. And then we just track how many of those we sold. Um, but, uh, What's nice is uh, like there really is no, it's nothing. It's just it's a dumb promo code. It just sucks that like you can't create any sort of like fancy funnel thing for marketing people or whatever. Right? Like it's like a marketing nightmare. Um, but uh, you know that's the space we're in. We're selling privacy devices. Be private. Right. It's, that's a. Uh... And support. I mean, and that's a heuristic you freak should use, right? Like, if, if people are selling privacy and, and protection, how are they actually tracking you on the internet where you're buying their products? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm still like, it still amazes me that you know there's harder wallets having sending your UTXOs to their servers. It's like Jesus Christ. It's like, well, for the shitcoin stuff, like, yeah, there's no other way. Like, I, I, I actually, I talked to Pascal about this. I was like, I don't give you. Like I, I want full node support in Ledger Live for Bitcoin, but like, let's be honest here. Like, no one's gonna be running like ten different shitcoin nodes. Oh, you can't. You no, but you literally like some of the shitcoins, including Ethereum. You just can't run your own node. Period. Right. But but what's interesting though is like one thing I don't get about the Bitcoin stuff is that like they could have made it, uh, like a little bit more private, right? Like, but. They could they could have made it so that it's like it's like I don't know like Electrum server base so like you know you put your own or it's randomly select servers that's probably better. They could bake in tour. Yeah, bake in tour. Um, I don't think people appreciate like this is not fun. It's like you have a hardware device connected to the fucking USB, right? And and it's talking to the software of the company that made it that has your sales information. So like they have your name, they have your device ID, and they have your ETXOs. So it's all there. I mean, I'm not saying that they use it, but like- And they have your shipping address. It's all there for them to do or to lose. They could lose that data, right? People get hacked all the time, it happens. So uh, yeah, yeah, man, it's like, if you already went through the hump of getting a harder wallet, like, you know, do it on your own node. It's not that hard. You can run it against Core now. I guess it is still pretty hard. Use it Electrum. You know, like at least Electrum over Tor. Even if you're using random servers, Electrum over Tor. I don't know. I, I'd much prefer that than uh, than centralized than sending my data to the people that have my address. Well, I mean, with I mean, you could use their server with Tor as well, right? Yeah, but they have your they they have your device ID. Like they, we don't know if there's a bug in there. Like yeah. it's just, I, you know, it's like uh, don't shit where you eat. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think people should be using advice. Electrum without their own node. I, I'm okay with that as long as they use it over Tor only. It's it's just it's very hard for somebody to to create that the link, right? 
um, it's not ideal at all. The majority of Electrum servers are being run by chain yeah, analysis companies. I, I don't. Would you agree? I don't think it's the majority. No. There's a lot of old servers. Who's running Who's running public electric Electrum servers? There's a lot of people who run Electrum servers. Public ones. Yes. Yeah, there is a lot of onion servers too, that he could just pick. You guys should see the smile on Rodolfo's face as he says this. There's a uh, lot. As he as he strokes his people shotgun. People don't appreciate how old Electrum is, how many interesting people is in there, how many law enforcement is in there, but also how many like dark market stuff there's. It's like it's old. There is a lot of oldies in that system in the network. Um, so it's the first wallet I used when I got into the space. Uh, it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting project. It's, uh, the macaroni code is interesting. Uh, hopefully one day they will merge. <laughs> like, actually, sorry, it is merged. One day they will launch V4. V4 has all the latest for cold card multi-sig. Uh, and it has proper PSBT support better than the current. Although, come on, learn how to build from source code. It's ridiculously easy. You, you don't even have to think. You just, uh, you just copy and paste each sort of like uh, instruction. And, and then you do it. It's, uh, it's, it's important to build things from source code. Is there a lightning implementation holding up V4? Yeah, is that so what it is? Unfortunately, the lightning crap was merged into master before it was ready. Uh, and I don't think that's going to be reversed. So uh, so that so that the, in software, when you have too many ideal. open questions, like in a current like in a current sort of version of it, it takes exponentially longer for you to sort everything out and get it out. Um, well, good thing is like core is slowly getting there. Like there's going to be UI for uh, for PSBT and other things very soon. Uh, it's already a think on branch. Um, Justin is working on uh, better multi-sig UI support. Uh, I with uh, didn't he get the he got a like a, a a stipend from from some company. I don't know if it's public, so I'll mention the company. Um, so so there That'd is that. Uh, I think uh, Holdawave, which is a he's a cold card uh, contributor. Uh, he is also working on some stuff. Um, that Spectre thing looks. That Spectre project looks cool. Too. It, it's a neat project. Uh, the the problem is like parts cost makes it impossible to make it into a product, right? But there's a software element to it yes, too. Yes, the software is neat. That interfaces with yes, core. Yes, and it's it's yeah. smart people too behind it, right? Stefan and uh, what's his name? Uh, yeah, forget the name of the other guy. Um, all this stuff is going to be worked out. It was so much worse a few years ago. It's just slowly right. get there. You never be easy, but but you'll be much easier. It's undoubtedly been trending in the in the better direction. Yeah, I mean, listen, direction. if we Thank grow you. another mm -hmm. order of magnitude or two, we'll probably like either fork Electrum and make it like more reasonable, or or. Uh, or create our own sort of wallet. Just, I promise myself we'll never have a wallet again. Never maintain a wallet again. On the software side. On the software side. Uh, 
it's kind of weird, right? Harder wallets should never have been called harder wallets. They should have been called keychains, key signers, calculators, whatever you want to call, but not a wallet. Be the change you want to see in the world. Right. Cold card keychain. Yeah, well, I would never sell any <laughs> if I changed that keyword. I like signing. I like signing device. Signing device is sort of intuitive. Just me. a calculator. You guys have you guys gotten the new sticker yet? Do I have one here? Did it come in the Mark III that I have downstairs? Uh, I haven't opened it yet. The new sticker is so cool. It says uh it says just a calculator on the screen. There is no cold card branding on the sticker anymore. So you can put it on your laptop. Oh, Oh, I got that. I got that. Yeah. Um, Are you guys ordering groceries online or what's the deal? Yeah, I got a fat stack of Omaha steaks delivered yesterday. I'm pretty good for, for a few weeks. Yeah. I'm fucking stocked. I, I haven't had to order shit. That's awesome. So much meat. I have a whole freezer full of meat downstairs. Yeah, that's what I did. I got my, my butcher to uh, vacuum pack the individual portions. And uh, man, just like the whole freezer is like beautiful scene. Seeing the baby running around screaming, meat, 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 meat. And Dada loading <laughs> the freezer with more meat. Meat, meat, meat. I almost shed a tear. People eating I ramen broke and not having a steak every day. You, you're having ramen every day, Matt? I said oh. people eating ramen and I'm having a steak every day. Yeah, man. It, Priorities. It's surprising, right? Like how how like price... I mean, it's, it's not cheap, but how price effective it can be with meat if you just sort of like buy in bulk and you buy from the right sources and, you know, you deal with it like in a more conscious way. Like, you know, buying meat in the supermarket is like awful. Um, and expensive. Bulk meat is cheap as fuck. <laughs> I know, right? It's completely underrated. Yeah. And it's like quality meat too, right? It's not like, it's it's better and and most and most of the time it's better. Yeah, you call your local butcher right now. If you still haven't got your meat your meat together, call your local butcher. Okay, place a massive order, and uh, and just freeze it all. Uh, air in your in your freezer is your enemy. Air gapping is your enemy in the freezer. So uh, you wanna you wanna fill up every freaking little like crevice with stuff in the freezer. Uh, so if you have a power outage, you'll last much longer and things will just last much better there. They lit up. That's good advice. Yeah. Fill it up, yes, fill it tight. tight. Um, gentlemen, we've been here for almost two hours, 15 minutes. I got a crying baby downstairs and a bent that needs to be written. Um, this has always been fun. This is always fun. We should do this more often. That's right. We are... Yes, please. We have too many social uh, social uh, responsibilities and uh, things to do right now, right? <laughs> can we uh, can we do this after five p.m. one time yes. and drink some whiskey yes, instead please. of uh, drinking coffee yes. and being hungover? Yeah, uh, we need to do one that we're not hangover, so it's no morning episodes. We need to do an afternoon or evening one. I think my only hungover yeah, episodes not- have been with Rodolfo. I don't think I've I've done any with anyone else. <laughs> I'm actually yeah, hungover right now. I was up late with my brother, zooming, zoom messaging my cousin, and then I had to feed the, the baby. The Dallas at 2 one was brutal. Um, like we were in like pieces in the lobby. In the lobby. Yeah. yeah. I, 
Um, hey, listen, any day yeah. after 6.30, baby's, baby's out of sight. I, it's like it's always pure freedom after 6.30. Awesome. Yeah, let's plan yeah. on like two weeks I, or something I like can't, that. I can't wait to get to that point, Rodolfo. Hey, dude, four months, you sleep train it. It just takes two nights. That's it. You put them in the crib. They're going to cry for half a night. And then they're going to pass out and they're going to have quality of life for both you and the kid. It's like, that's it. Four months. That's when it's like safe. Uh, I'm sure there's many other sort of like ways of looking at this stuff. But like for us, our research, it's like four months. We did it. it. Took just two nights. And then it's like, it's been like six to six, essentially like every freaking night for the last like, I don't know. The kid is what, like, uh, 1.5 years old. So it's like, it's been like uh, 12, 14 months of of like just like six to six. Yeah, no, we're we're reading a book right now, like 12 hours of sleep in 12 weeks. So we're hoping that that comes to yeah, fruition. Do it. It's totally worth it. Yeah. So. Wish me luck on that journey. Yeah, man. Don't worry. You'll survive. I already forgot what it was. You're like reminding me and I'm not looking forward to October again, but I'm going to be at the same boat. Hey, I think you're going to be okay. You've done it before. You can do it again. <laughs> Just hope you get, get as many hardware, get as many hardware products out as possible right. before that. <laughs> Amen. And then uh, Matt, remember, um, it's not that hard. Honestly, Bitcoiners are pushing me to have a kid more than my grandmother does now. It's like every time I talk to a Bitcoiner, <laughs> the first thing they say. you know, uh, you need a T-shirt. Bitcoiners reproduce. You're the merch king. Make it happen. Bitcoiners. Right. All right. We'll, we'll make kid. a reproduce uh, a, uh, a equal plus plus hat. <laughs> uh, all right. Go forth and, and try to reproduce. We'll uh, we'll congregate here in a couple of weeks with some whiskey. Yeah. Cheers, guys. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go take care of my my crying baby. All right. Take care. Peace, love, freaks. Bye bye. Love you guys.